Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back. I am Pat Hester, your host for this evening. This is episode 169. A lot to get to get to tonight on uh, on this episode. A lot to unpack, uncover, try and get into, and try and figure out a way for this team to get on a roll. Uh, we put April in the rear, rear view mirror. We've turned the page. We've gotten into May, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. And and hopefully, you know, get through this together as, as fans and come out better on the other side. So. Uh, looking forward to kind of breaking it down with you all over the next uh, little bit here and and uh, excited to do so. But before I do all that, let's let's talk about, you know, you might be wondering where the mustachioed, handsome man from Bridgeport is at today. Nick Morowski uh, has the day off. He is not on assignment officially, uh, but he uh, he is uh, off on paternity leave for today. We didn't know this, but we had good guys talk back offer paternity leave. So I give Nick one episode off. Uh, he welcomed into the world, his first son, Vincent Dennis Murawski. Uh, we'll call it late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Uh, Vincent weighed in at seven pounds, seven ounces. He's doing great. Mama is great. So uh, my, my shout out and blessings go out to the Murawski family, Nick, his beautiful wife, Adrian, and uh, newly born, welcome to the world, new Sox fan, Vincent. So aptly named after uh, Vince Valesquez, obviously. So uh, Nick obviously foresaw that uh, Valesquez would have a fantastic outing on Saturday and uh, and aptly named his son, Vincent. So uh, that's why you're not going to hear Nick tonight. It's me all by myself. I get the keys to the car. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh, I don't have anybody to laugh at my jokes. Not that anybody was before, but... Anyway, let's uh, let's get into it and let's talk about this Angel series so far because, as you know, we do have one more game with them tomorrow. One ten, first pitch. Dylan Cease is on the mound, uh, and and the Angels are going to be featuring a left-hander, which you know we've done a lot better against left-handers in terms of getting on base uh, than we have against right-handers. So hopefully tomorrow fares better than we did today, and maybe we carry a little bit of momentum from today's ninth inning into tomorrow uh you know today was all about you know not not scoring anything or doing anything really uh until that ninth inning and we were pretty much baffled from the most part of the game uh by uh, by anaheim's starter today michael lorenzo lorenzo who had uh, you know was featuring it all he had eight in eight innings and a third he threw a hundred pitches very efficient he didn't have a lot of strikeouts only two strikeouts on today's uh, books, but he was uh, very efficient pitching to contact, getting guys to roll over and ground out and mixing it up all over the place. So obviously the stocks, not the most patient team today and uh, didn't serve them very well. They didn't get uh, on base and, and they didn't score until, like I said, that ninth inning. So all in so far, uh, two games down to the angels, one game up that Saturday game was was a nice win for us, uh, you know, when we hit the ball out of the ballpark, especially twice in a game, as for most teams. We seem to fare pretty well. 
Um, but you know, the, the balls and carrying, you have to find other ways to score. You have to find another way to get it done. And right now this team just, uh, is either refusing to, or can't. So I'm not sure what it is. You know, uh, some people are going to point fingers who should carry the blame for this offense right now. Is it a Frank Manichino? And I have to, uh, call out my good friend, Nick Murawski, who tweeted the other day. Is it, is it time for, you know, accountability to fall at his at his uh at his lap and and there's a is there a shakeup that's needed nick even tweeted about i don't know if that's the case i don't know if you that firing a, a hitting coach you know less than a a full month into the season now we have completed a calendar month but we haven't played a month of baseball yet is the way to go uh i don't know if that's a little bit too knee-jerk but you know, something has to happen in terms of their philosophy or their approach at the plate, especially against right-handers. Uh, you know, in talking about the coaching staff, uh, I grabbed this from Scott Merkin in his Twitter feed uh, earlier today. This is a Brayu uh, uh, quote from uh, Jose Abreu here. Uh, Tony and the whole coaching staff are doing a very good job. They are giving us all the information we need. At the end of the day, it's on us to execute the plan and do our job. We haven't been able to do that. So, you know, as a leader should, as Jose Abreu is, is that guy for this team, he's not going to throw Tony and the, and the coaching staff, especially Frank Minichito, uh under the bus. But, you know, at, at some point, you know, if this team can't start turning it around, you know, something has got to happen. So, you know, again, we've got another shot tomorrow. It is a left-hander uh, on, on the hill for, for uh, Los Angeles. I don't know if are they Los Angeles or are they Anaheim? I can't remember what they are uh, this year or, or the of orange County of whatever they want to call themselves, but uh, for the angels anyway, and, and our OPS against left-handers is I think the best in baseball at, at like an 800 and, and the worst in baseball against righties at like somewhere on 500. That was on, on TV today on Fox or not on Fox sports. And that what I'm dating myself a little bit here on uh, NBC sports, Chicago. And, you know, this team really needs to uh, deliver on tomorrow because we need this win really bad. A split with the angels would be nice. This is a really good team that we're facing. I haven't looked at the weather report tomorrow, but I'm not expecting it to be, you know, 85 degrees with the wind blowing out. And I would expect this team again is going to have to find a way to get on base and drive runs in. So, uh, we have a, an opportunity for a split uh, of this series tomorrow. We'll talk about what's coming up over the next week or so with this team and what to expect. Uh, but let's take a little bit of a look back. Last time we recorded, when we recorded episode 168 of this fine podcast, I had mentioned that I thought that it was really a, a must to sweep the Royals, which maybe seems like a little much. You know, sweeping a team is really hard to do. And, and saying that it needs to be done this early in the season uh, might seem a little crazy, but I really thought if this team was going to get on a roll, it needs to start feasting on teams that, you know, likely are not going to be there at the end. The cream should rise to the crop. And these are the times to take care of, of those types of teams, put them to the side and get yourself not healthy in terms of, you know, your, your, your physical health but your mental health and the health of, uh, of feeling about feeling winning baseball again. And, uh, and they weren't able to do that. They dropped two or three to the Royals, which is, is almost despicable. And, you know, a lot of people want to blame, you know, it is the weather. It's when the bats, uh, the bats will heat up when the weather heats up. But, you know, the other team is playing on the same field too. 
last time I checked. And last time I checked, you know, they're playing outdoors as well. They're playing through the raindrops. Uh, they're playing when it's, you know, a, you know, gale, gale winds coming in. And, and we were ex- even experiencing tornado warnings the other day on Saturday's game. So, you know, both teams are playing in it and we are not uh, holding our own in terms of our home field advantage. So again, not right now, not a lot. Great. Let's talk about the state of the Sox right now, eight and 13, five games under four and a half game back, four and a half games back of the twins and the Sox find themselves in third place. You know, I can't say that I thought I, we'd be here at this point. Um, I, I can't really say either that I thought the Twins would be in first place. But this team in this division uh, is not shaping up, you know, right now to what we thought. We kind of thought it would be a two-team race with the with the Tigers and, and the White Sox. And the Tigers really pushing, given what they how they finished last year, uh, pushing this team and, and the additions that they made. But they haven't really done a whole heck of a lot either. And looking at the Tigers and where they sit, they're in last place at seven and fourteen behind Kansas City. Kansas City, a seven and thirteen team. So, you know, we're amongst a lot of crap right now. Uh, we're, we're, you know, there, there's a lot going on in this division that's not so good, and that's unfortunate. The Sox that have not been able to take can, uh, take advantage of that on this homestand so far. Again, this team was a great home team last year. And you need to be, if you're going to win your division and you're going to go far in the playoffs, you need to be a really good home team. Uh, this, this homestand so far is at two and four. Uh, it can look a little bit better to, with a win tomorrow, but you need to start taking care of these, again, weaker teams in your division and, and games at home. You can't be losing games at home like this. So we're excited to kind of turn this turn the page. April turned out to be awful after a pretty good start at six and two. And, and then it just, you know, went down the toilet. So let's get into May. Let's uh, get some good vibes going, especially tomorrow. And, uh, and with Dylan Cease on the bump and Dylan has been, you know, the last start wasn't stellar for him, but he's still averaging uh, seven strikeouts a game, you know, and now he's getting deeper into starts. You know, he, he went six innings last, uh, last time out. So I'd like to see him stretched out even more, keep that pitch count down, be very efficient. I think he was right around 100 pitches last uh, last game before he came out of the game, and uh, let's uh, we need that. We honestly, we really need a, a stellar outing by Dylan Cease tomorrow um, to feel really good. And and let's let's stay there for a second. Let's talk about some of the other good. Giolito being back is a good thing. You know, it wasn't fantastic in his last outing, but you know he did uh, he did battle. He had that little bugaboo like he had suffered last year with the the early home run that got him and, and bit him a little bit, but still had a very efficient outing in my opinion. And he's looked pretty strong given the fact that he's coming back from, from what he, uh, from the injury that he had. The other good is a Michael Kopech, Michael Kopech, a 1.42 ERA. Uh, again, last outing, not dazzling with a ton of strikeouts, but you know, good signs early on from those three, in my opinion. Now, you could probably break down the stats a little bit more and say, well, Pat, kind of whoa that thing, especially on the Giolito, uh, maybe Kopech. Let's prove it a little bit more than, than the starts he's had. But, you know, those are the good for me. And, and pitching will carry you, and it can carry you. It carried us last year for the most part. We're going to need it to carry us a little bit uh, a little bit again this year. But it's got to be the entire pitching staff. It can't just be these three starters. 
And then you add in the fact that you had a Dallas Keuchel starting today, who happens to still be part of that starting rotation. Dallas Keuchel, you know, not the worst, uh, believe it or not, Dallas Keuchel outing you're ever going to see. You know, giving up the four runs <laughs> right now, that that to me says uh, that's an okay Dallas Keuchel outing and, and a, an opportunity for this team to cash in and try and win that game and they got to take advantage of it. You know, Dallas just threw too many pitches. He's walking too many guys. He says he feels good. He, he says uh, it's different from last year. He says he feels really good out there. It's just not locating where it needs to be. But uh, he said he got in some bad habits last year and this year, you know, the habits are, are good habits and just not locating the pitches he needs to locate. But have we seen enough from Dallas Keuchel? Do we know what we are going to get? And does the Dallas Keuchel start kind of trickle effect to the rest of the team to not have that confidence? You look at who's going to be your starting pitcher the next day and just go, oh boy, we're we're in we're going to be in a, a mess. You know, we're we're going to have a hard time out there. So I don't know. You know, the the rosters shrink. Uh, it's Tuesday down to twenty six men roster, uh, which which is going to be interesting to see what the Sox do here. But uh, a lot of chatter out there right now about DFAing uh, a Dallas Keuchel, which would be $18 million that he's owed. Now, uh, obviously, Major League Baseball, not quite like uh, not quite like the NFL in a lot of ways. But in this way, it's not going to be like a cap hit, right? It's, it's just money. And uh, again, though, that money is, is lost. It's, it's kind of wasted and flushed down the toilet. But can you really trust to have a Dallas Keuchel out there every fifth day? I, I really don't know. Not with this offense right now. Not not with not scoring any runs. Every run that's scored against you, is, you know, four runs feels like 40 right now. So, uh, again, not the worst Dallas Keuchel outing you're ever going to see. Um, but it, it, it just – you don't have a lot of confidence in, in what he does out there. And what does he do well? Can you – can someone please point out to me something he does well? Yes, he fields his position fantastically, I suppose. But uh, that's not what I want a pitcher for. I want a pitcher to be getting guys out. And he doesn't do that on a consistent enough basis. And and when he's not getting guys to be swinging at early pitches, pitches that are just out of the zone and they're just going to take, take, take. My approach against Dallas Keuchel would be, I'm not taking my bat off my shoulder until I see something right down the middle because eventually it will be there. They don't they don't have to swing at anything because they know everything that he's offering is just going to be off the plate. So again, very frustrating uh, a day for him. I'm sure for us as fans. And, and again, when you're only giving, when you're, when you're not scoring any runs, you know, four runs feels like a ton and, and a tough hill to climb, but the end of the game gives us a little hope. The end of today's game does give us a little hope. There was some, there was some, uh, there, there were some hits actually, back-to-back hits things were happening uh there was a, uh, there was guys on base and people running around bases and scoring so that was always, always a good thing um but unfortunately we fell up uh, fell short in the end if that carries into tomorrow i don't know you know they always say that that momentum is good as your your next day starting pitcher and tomorrow's starting pitcher is like I said, Dylan C. So we'll see how that goes. We go for the split tomorrow. Uh, the series before that with Kansas City, again, as I mentioned, I was really hoping for a sweep. We won one out of three. That's in the past now. So we have to put these things in the past and look towards the future. And again, the future is tomorrow's game against uh, against the Angels. And then, believe it or not, we're going into the Cubs series. And it feels a little bit too early for me to be talking about and getting geared up for 
a Cubs series, and it's a weird series because it's two games. I just cannot believe that Major League Baseball continues to get this wrong for both sides of town. This is not this is not what this series is meant to be or should be. Uh, this should be three games here, three games there, and, and and that's that. And it should be in the height of summer. People are out of school. Kids are out of school anyway. It's uh, it's warm outside. It should be a celebration. It should be a baseball celebration of this city. And and when you throw it in in early May, two games in the middle of the week. And I don't even I haven't even looked yet at, at when this when the Cubs come to to our side of town. But this just doesn't feel right. It doesn't give you that excitement if you will. Now the teams being where they're at and doing what they're doing doesn't give a lot of excitement either. The Cubs are at nine and 13 and the Sox, like I said, are at eight and 13. So uh, neither team off to the start that they would like, you know, there's some people in this town uh, on on certain radio stations that are are more excited about the Cubs than maybe uh, Cubs fans are about their own team. But, you know, this can be a, a team that, that, gives people problems. I think, I don't think ultimately it'll be a contending team, but it can give people problems. They got some young talent over there and they're trying to find their way and rebuild it on, on the fly here a little bit, but, uh, they've got some, they've got some thunder in that lineup. They are fifth in baseball and offense. So there, there is stuff there. Now their pitching is what holds them back. They're 24th in on all of baseball in terms of rankings and pitching. So, and that's from ESPN, by the way. So again, not, not a great matchup. And you're talking about where the Sox are in terms of their offense. Uh, they're no good. No good right now. 26th in all of baseball and in total offense. And their pitching isn't that much better either at 20th. So uh, the Sox are, are a much worse team, in my opinion, right now than the Cubs are. But the Cubs are a 9-13 and team. Uh, a team, again, with not a lot of aspirations. The White Sox are a team with aspirations. And you need to get healthy against the Chicago Cubs. I said it before about Kansas city. This is a must sweep. In my opinion, get the feeling in the get feelings, you know, on the positive side and get some momentum going. Cause you've got a, a Boston team after that, that struggled out of the gate too at nine and 14 currently as I record. So with the Cubs, we've got, you know, it looks like a guy smiley uh, pitching for them on Tuesday and we've got Kopech. And then after that geo versus, uh, 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 Hendricks. So uh, that'll be a good pitching matchup. Hendricks, Hendricks always gives us a, a hard time. He is a professional pitcher and very good at what he does. I love the way he goes about, uh, you know, pitching on the mound, attacking spots, not so much overpowering people and trying to throw it through somebody's chest, but really being a, an efficient pitcher out there. So uh, two games, two winnable games, in my opinion, and, and the Sox need to find a way to turn it around. It's unfortunate. Like I said, this, this series should be something that's special, something that gives you the, that little, for me, it used to give me butterflies thinking about this series, just because of, you know, more or less you hate the Cubs if you're a Sox fan. Uh, and, and that I do about the Cubs. Uh, some people have softened their stance on the Cubs over the years and, and they've gotten older and they say, you know, that's too much energy to hate the Cubs. You just, you know, they're just another team, but uh, I still have that angst to them, towards them. I still feel the uh, the little brother complex towards them at times, and I love to kick their ass. So I hope that uh, we do over those two games on the north side, and uh, and and show the city who this uh, who the team is in town. So that'll be very interesting interesting to see. And then again, we we fly out to Boston 
uh, and face a struggling Boston team. But again, it is the Boston Red Sox. So nothing to be taken for granted there. So that's what's coming up for the Sox. Uh, we know where they've been. Uh, is there help along, uh, coming uh, soon to this team? Let's talk about where we're at with some of this. You know, people uh, that are injured, which is, seems to be a topic we talk about way too much with this team. People being injured. I, I would love to get to the point where we're just talking about baseball, not the injuries and the the, the people on the IL and the surgeries and the this and the that. But unfortunately, again, that's where we're at with this team. Um, you know, I would hope that next year that that we're not fighting this injury bug for a third year in a row. Uh, I, somehow I feel like the, we're not out of the woods by any means yet. There's still baseball to be played. There will, there will be people that get hurt. Let's just hope that it's not the serious kind as we move along through the summer. Uh, but some, uh, you know, some positive news to pass along is most of you probably saw on Twitter, Joe Kelly uh, threw a scoreless inning for the Charlotte Knights today in a rehab uh, stint down there. So that was good to, good to hear. I mean, that was, you know, one of the, you know, of, of the moves that we had this off season, that was one of the bigger moves that we had uh, bolstering this, this, you know, pretty talented bullpen and bringing a Joe Kelly in and, and his resume uh, is a good thing. And to get him uh, contributing to the major league club sooner rather than later would be a positive. So uh, more to watch on that. I have not seen yet, and maybe it's out there, but I haven't seen an, a timetable on him. I did see something on a timetable for Yuan Mankato who homered today, uh, possibly back, back with the club, the club on, on the eighth, which would be fantastic to see. Uh, especially since they're, this is the first time I've heard of a timetable with Yohan Mankata. I mean, it was three weeks uh, with an oblique early on, and then there was like nothing in my opinions. Maybe there was, and I just missed it. But nothing said about a Yohan Mankata and when he would possibly return and a date and a plan of, of rehab. It was nice to see him out in a uniform and contributing. Now, there was one swing, and there was video of one swing that he had it had mentioned that he laced another one, but it went foul, but he was wincing afterwards. So please, for the love of everything good and pure, you know, please, no more wincing. Although it does seem like Yuan Mankata winces about everything. He's always laboring, it seems like, you know, just to, walking into the dugout. Now, this is not uh, a shot on him in his 2020 season when he was fighting COVID. Uh, it seems like he always is wincing or laboring or has a look on his face. It's like, He's got that look on his face like I do when I'm trying to, you know, reach between the seats for a dime and I'm just trying to reach back in my car in a weird way. And I get that twins in your back and you get that. And But I'm old and fat. I'm supposed to be acting that way. Yohan Mankata, please, for the love of everything good and pure, just take care of yourself and don't steal. I had heard that he stole a base today. There, there, please, there's no, there should be no stealing in, in, a, in a minor league game and a rehab start. And then let's move on to, to Vaughn. Vaughn's x-rays were negative. He's day-to-day -day with that wrist. So let's hope that uh, he gets back sooner rather than later because he really was the only offensive, you know, spark that we had throughout that, you know, miserable losing streak that we had. He was about the only light that we had in the lineup. So <clears throat> we can't afford to lose his bat. This team is, you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't be. It doesn't seem that way when you look at the names on paper. Uh, but it seems right now thin offensively. So uh, we need Andrew Vaughn back. Other guys get exposed too much when they play. Now, I will say 
uh, Leary Legend did contribute today. He did contribute in this this homestand. He is starting to swing it a little bit better uh, with some better results. But we know the more Leary plays, the worse Leary looks. So let's keep Leary where he belongs in his role as a utility guy and get these regular guys contributing on a day-in and day-out basis. So uh, that's kind of where we're at in terms of the injury front. We need guys back. We need them healthy. And, you know, as as the old saying goes, your best ability is your availability. So we just need guys to be in the lineup and regular. And maybe that's why this offense is so, um, you know, inconsistent and and just flat uh, seemingly right now. It's because guys are just in and out of the lineup. It seems like we're mismashing lineups in all the time. And this is not a knock on, on Tony and the way he draws up the lineups. It's more of a, well, we don't have this guy here today, and he can't play, and so I've got to put this here and do that. And it's just uh, it's just interesting the way that they have to always seemingly, um, you know, mash up this team to, to put out a lineup on, on a day-in and day-out basis. So uh, so that's, uh, that's where we're at with that. But that's just a theory of mine. I don't want to, again, make excuses for this team, but you know, I come from an era in, in the you know 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Really, grew up when I grew up watching and loving the game and, and this team. And boy, it just seemed like the the lineups were pretty consistent from day in and day out. And I understand it's matchups, and I understand there's a lot that goes into it and data and analytics. But boy, I would just like to see this team more so because of the health uh, have a consistent lineup where you can just go out there and everybody knows their role and what they're going to do. We did this a lot of complaining about this when Ricky Renteria was the manager. It was like, I remember Nick and I talking, it's just like, put a lineup out there, get out of the way, let them get hot and let them get on a roll and go. Um, and then, but, but Ricky wanted to tinker and move things around. And there was always a lot of angst about, you know, Ricky's lineups as there is now about Tony's lineups and, and the Sunday lineups that, that people want to point to and the, the not wanting to put the pedal down on a Sunday, maybe when you've got two games in hand. <clears throat> You're getting a Sunday lineup today, by the way, with just me talking. Uh, this is the good guys talk back uh, Sunday lineup, if you will, when it's just Pat here. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the best lineup is, but I just know that you need to have guys that are available and healthy and ready to go. Otherwise, you're going to have to you know, mix and match and try and play around with things until you find something that that is successful. I'm going to pause here for a moment and just remind everybody, you know, you can, you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, please subscribe to us, like us, comment, uh, you know, pass it along to a friend. We'd love to, uh, hear from you on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, at good guys TV. You can follow Nick at Nick underscore GGTV. And if you want to, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pat Hester 21. So, uh, you know, as we look forward, this team, as we've talked about it, nauseam, you know, I, I really still believe that this team is not what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. I believe it's more the team that we saw as the, the season started. Now, that team did feature, uh, um, you know, our left fielder still playing and, and, and healthy at the time, but that's not the case now. But I still think that this team is better. Uh, than what it's shown. So that's a positive thing. Um, I, I think we all, as Sox fans, would still believe that this team has you know, goals in mind that can be reached. Um, but there's going to be moves that need to be made as we move throughout the season. 
there are holes on this team that need to be filled and and you know i don't know how it'll be done but it uh it's it's upon rick Hahn in the front office to get it done because this team i don't want this year to be wasted and just say this is what we've got and this is what we're going with and we'll just hopefully get healthy and get hot um if it lingers on too much i think moves should still be made to go for it this year but we'll just have to wait and see. Now you're looking at, you know, what the Sox have coming up and you look at what the twins have coming up. The twins, you know, they've got, they've got an area to make some hay here. So you can't fall too far behind Minnesota as they have, I believe Baltimore and Oakland coming up. Now this still is baseball. You still have to show, you can't just write down the wins on, on paper, you know, looking at the teams, you still have to play the game. So um, let's hope that let's hope that the uh, the Orioles and the A's bring their best, and and, and we have to you know you know uh, hold our side of the bargain up too, and 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 play well against Boston and the Cubs, and finish out this uh, Monday game against Anaheim or LA, whatever they want to be called. Like I said, I can't even remember right now what they are. I think it's LA. We're just gonna go with LA. But, uh, but yeah, we don't want to lose too much ground to the Twins uh, because it'll just be an uphill, uphill battle. And they've started out pretty hot. You know, they've, they, their offense is humming. Buxton has been playing out of his mind. Will they come back down to earth a little bit? You know, who knows? I mean, you know, there's been teams that have gone wire to wire and played well throughout the season. I think last year, if you go back, you know, the Twins were such a surprise in how bad they were and how awful they were playing. And and we really thought it was going to be the Sox and the Twins. And and this year, again, like I had mentioned earlier, it was supposed to be Sox and Tigers. Sox and Tigers right now are garbage. So um, maybe this is more of the team that the Twins, you know, or the, what they thought they would have last year. And and they're a year late maybe, or they, they kind of had just an off year for them. So, um, <clears throat> but the important thing is not to fall too far behind. We'll get teams like Oakland and Baltimore too on our schedule. And, and the Twins will play tough teams too. So, you know, the schedule should balance itself out. But as Hawk always would say, it's not about who you play, it's when you play them. So, um, you know, right now, the, the teams that are playing the Sox are going, I, I'm glad we're getting this team now and not later on because uh, this, is, this is where they're at their most vulnerable state is at this point in the season. You know, if you want to look at how we're going to get better or, how you know, how things will change, you know, I, I really think Reese McGuire – playing as much as he has, you know, has been a little bit of a, uh, of a scratcher, if you will, uh, hasn't really produced much offensively. Now defensively he's doing his job is, which is exactly what you want out of your backup catcher. It's not about what their offensive stats are. It's more about mm, what they're providing behind the plate. But, you know, right now we need as much offense as we can in the lineup. And, and Reese feels to me like, like a, you know, it's an automatic out right now. So I, I I could go with a little bit less Reese McGuire at this time. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And I get it. You want to give Mankata or not Mankata. You want to give Yaz as much rest on those knees as possible, not have him behind the plate as much as possible. But um, you know, I don't know. And, and it's not like Yaz is is lighting the world on fire. I think he's batting, you know, like uh, just about a hundred. And he's not doing much, but we all know what Yasmani Grandal can be. We all saw it last year when he came back from the IL and the the terror he put on the league in terms of you know hitting the ball at the ballpark with you know ferocity. So we know what he can be, and I think we know what Reese McGuire is is just a backup guy. So 
uh, you know, less Reese McGuire, more Monk. Uh, I keep saying Moncada for some strange reason. Maybe I've got Yo-Yo on the mind, but more Yaz behind the plate. Uh, and I think that would serve us better in terms of finding a better matchup uh, in, in the, in the lineup uh, in that way. So, you know, a lot to do, a lot to, lot to get better at over the next uh, coming weeks. And let's hope that May is, you know, let's pray for some better weather. Uh, pray this, that it heats up because it just seems to be that way. When the, when the weather warms up, this team will warm up well as well. And uh, you know, it's an unfortunate excuse that we'll have to play, but it is what it is. Uh, that's, that's what we've got. The, the weather's bad. The team isn't hitting. And I think when the weather's good, it will hit. So uh, there, there's, there's still hope. The season is not lost, but uh, we need to work on getting back to 500 and then I'll start to feel a little bit better about this team. So five games under is not what I thought I'd be talking about on May 1st of 2022. So that's kind of where we're at and where we're going. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting week here, closing out with the angels, uh, two with the Cubs and then, then going out to Boston for three. So I'm uh, going to need some, some good pitching performances. If this, this offense still, you know, is, is doing what it's doing. And, uh, and, and maybe this, this game today will be the breakout game, you know, in terms of the momentum now starting to shift and get on the offensive side of the ball here. So uh, here's hoping to that. I'm really excited about this week. I, I think it's it's about darn time that we get on a roll, and, and I, I think it's about time to put this bad play behind us. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, the fans are, are ready for it too. I was out at the ballpark on Saturday. Uh, I think 33,000 there. Now, mostly of that were, were probably there for the uh, the hockey jersey giveaway. I mean, I know it was. I mean, the, the line wrapped around all the way to a lot uh, trying to get in uh, over uh, over by the, the gates by uh, lot B there. So it was just it was crazy for people trying to get in. But, you know, the fans are hungry for this team to, to turn it around. The fans are hungry to cheer for something positive. And I know it's a lot of negative right now, but they're they're. There are some bright spots, as I mentioned, but Geo, Kopech, and Cease, and Robert, you know, not that everything in his slash line is fantastic right now, but, you know, the miles per hour off the bat, the home runs here and there, uh, and just staying healthy there and not, not trying to push it, uh, it'll be important for him to, to keep it going. So there are some positives. Let's try and look for those positives. We're going to heal together, Sox fans, and we're going to make it. Uh, you know, through this month and, 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 you know, let's hope it's a, it's a winning month. Let's hope it's a month that we, we narrow that gap between us and the twins. And then let's get into the race time because that's when it, it really happens for me is once we flip that calendar into June, uh, that's, that's really what it's all about. And that's the, uh, that's the heat of the summer then. And, and, and hopefully we're not, uh, we're not at a forgotten team, but a team that's really putting a charge on things. So, uh, so anyway, uh, to wrap it up, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have had this opportunity to talk to you tonight. It was, uh, it was fun for me. I don't know if it was very fun for you for, to listen to Pat Hester ramble on for, you know, 40 minutes or so, but this was, uh, this was a, a fun opportunity for me. It's much more fun with my partner, Nick, but I know he's, uh, he's trying to try and catch some sleep when he can learning how to change diapers. Uh, it's, it's always fun with your first one and I know he's going to do great. So, uh, again, congratulations to him and Adrian on the birth of Vincent and, uh, and, you know, hopefully, 
Uh, Nick is back for the next episode. I think he will be, but uh, look for us next week. Uh, we'll probably have uh, episode 170 ready to go next Monday. So uh, look forward to Nick Morowski coming back. And again, thank you for giving us some of your time. Uh, as Nick always says, uh, you know, letting us steal some of your time, spending it with us. We appreciate it. Again, please pass this along. Subscribe like us, uh, give us a rating. It helps, uh, it helps other fans find us, tell a fan, a friend, uh, a family member about our show. If you like it, you know, pass along. We'd love to, uh, to grow this uh, family a little bit more and, uh, we love what we do here. So again, uh, thank you very much for listening. You can follow us, uh, at good guys, TB, follow Nick at Nick at GGTB. You can follow me at Pat Hester 21. And until next time, Go Sox.